I was just thinking of, remember when uh, Al Michaels, or was it Al Michaels recently that was like, Roo do 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 do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that clip I sent you. Yeah. I swear, man, he, he makes noises like when, when he sees the uh, instant replay in slow mo, he, like, he'll make like groans and noises like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but this time it's, And it was the guy who was, who was like, I think he, it was d debating if he caught the pass or not, but he's like tiptoeing the sideline. Yeah. I think it was like a both feet in bounds type of situation. That was the debate. Oh, I'm sure it's something stupid. It's football. It's football. Is there, there's Saturday football this week, bitch. There is. Yeah, did you know about that? No, that's stupid as hell. Let's see if the audience is awake and see if they like it. You guys like football on Saturdays? It isn't gay-ass college? Hello? There they are. I guess well, the... Me and the uh, audience going to disagree there. No, you don't like you don't like a little Saturday NFL? Not when they just throw it in like, here, we know college football's not going on, so we're just going to take over Saturday, like... No, no, you, you stick to you stay in your lane, NFL. Yeah, stick to what you know, and that's Sunday. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what 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 do you mean? So a little backstory for the listeners: every time we're about to record the podcast, Jeff has to go to the store. I always gotta go to the store. And what are you talking about? Is this the grocery store? Or the weeds? This is, yeah, this is a grocery store usually. Okay. To the to the to your place of work, right? Yeah. Wow. By, by employer. <laughs> so, this is... To, to somebody from not a big city, this is patently absurd. That I'm going to the store on, when I work there? Or well, what? Uh, well, that too, but going to the store every day. Well, I live five minutes from the store. Yeah. So it's a block. No, no, I understand it, but I just didn't know what store you were talking about. I'm like, where is he going every time? Oh, yeah, and I usually like to have an iced coffee for the podcast. The Starbucks is located at the store. Ooh, yeah. It's a win-win, Eric. Okay, so, yeah, we have we have Starbucks in our Kroger's as well. In one of them, at least, that I can think of. Okay, so you're just getting, you're getting, uh, like, you're pulling a Kramer and getting an everyday meal, basically? Okay. Get the essentials. So, but just for that day, though. Usually, yeah. Okay. Sometimes so, I might get a little extra, a little side action. Okay. So, what'd you get today? What's for dinner? I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, you had to cut it short, huh? Yeah, I had to do my yoga and shower really quick, and I'm gonna go to the store after this. Okay. Yeah, I had to bust a shower too. I got off work. Uh, we worked a ten-hour shift today, and then we had our. Uh, work uh, Christmas party. Oh, 
while you already had that? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, most people do it. Most companies do it during the day. Like, they just do a half day and then a little work party. Oh, but, yeah. But this one's a little different. This is like an after hours thing. It was more, it wasn't really a work party. I wasn't getting much vibe of that. No? Not drinking? Oh, yeah. Well, lots of drinking. But I mean, like, I'm sure that goes on everywhere. But yeah, it was like only, I mean, we're, it's not a huge company. I mean, everybody that works there was there. But there was also like 50 people there that were just his friends. <laughs> so it was basically, it was like if I owned a company. You know what I mean? I don't blame him. I would have done the same this, thing. This guy's combined in Christmas parties. Like, you know what? I would do a twofer. Yeah. I'll just invite my friends to my work party. Yeah, I mean, I'd do the same thing. I don't blame him. I mean, he put on a hell of a show. It was... Uh, Down in uh, Bloomington? Yeah, so obviously a little bit hard for the Peoria guys to partake as much as uh, they would want to. But, I mean, there was a ridiculous amount of alcohol and a ridiculous amount of food and dice games and... That would be an expensive Uber hope. Exactly. Yep. So I just, uh, I went to the party, had a couple drinks, uh, said my, you know, said my condolences, ate all this delicious food they had. There's this place in Bloomington, Jeff. It's called the Grand Cafe. The Grand Cafe, huh? Yep. And it's a Chinese place and it is, I mean, as far as their regular menu, I don't really know. You know, I had it once and I was like... Yeah, it's okay. But their fucking egg rolls are amazing. So, I don't know when you're planning on coming back to Peoria, but if you're in, or you you might not be an egg roll guy, are you? I'm not huge on the egg rolls, but I could be uh I could be tipped elsewise, you know what I'm saying? Like You could be swayed. I'm branching out. Yeah, I'm I'm branching, baby. Okay, well, like the boom Didi tree over here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think you would like these egg rolls because they're not like Ming Shi's that you might be familiar with that are just like ninety percent cabbage. Yeah, I don't like the heavy cabbage. Okay, well, there's obviously cabbage. Every egg roll has cabbage, but it's yeah, yeah, it's standard. It's very little cabbage. It's it's delicious. There's there's got to be peanut butter in them. Ooh, which sounds wild, but it has a peanut. It has a peanut definite peanut flavor. And uh, the uh, sweet and sour sauce is house made, and it's phenomenal. Oh man! Now, Eric, uh, friend of the show, Wolf, loyal listener, and uh, he he always talks about his uh, egg rolls that he gets through his guy at work. Oh yeah. I've talked to Wolf about both these egg rolls. They're it's it's apples to oranges, man. It's you can't compare them. Uh, Wolf's Guy's Egg Rolls, um, damn it, I can't remember his name. We call him Kong Rolls. Oh, Luke Lee. Luke Lee? Chef Luke Lee's Egg Rolls are delicious. They are phenomenal as well. Uh, I think they're more along the lines of a Vietnamese egg roll, possibly. Okay. But they are fucking, those are delicious as well. Don't get me wrong. And he also makes a house-made sweet and sour that's very good. But uh, these ones, honestly, I don't know which one's better. I, like I said, apples to oranges, I can't really compare them. But as far as the store-bought egg roll, Grand Cafe in Bloomington, it's right there by the State Farm headquarters off of Veterans. It's it's the best egg roll I've ever eaten from a establishment. Jesus Christ. What, what high praise, Eric. Yeah, 
I'm serious. Well, I I mean, uh, the company I work for is all about them. Like everybody, like it's it's all I've heard ever since I started working there. (laughs) They just talk about the egg rolls, and then uh, we had that. I don't know if I talked about on the show, but we had a uh, a crazy weekend where it was like twelve hour shifts back to back all through the weekend. Like we worked twenty four twenty four seven. You know. Yeah. No. Thank you. Uh, we had, there was two weekends of that and the, uh, the superintendent, superintendent bought us the food. Like, I mean, this company's all about like the owner itself, uh, delivered these egg rolls to our Christmas party. Sweet Jesus. And they do, we do a lot of work for them too. So like, it's, it's a very tight, uh, it's a very tight relationship between me and the egg roll guy. And it's fucking... They're so good. Yeah, sounds like you got it in, Eric. Yes. So, uh, what else did you... What did you do today? Holiday Segway, baby! Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Malakilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Melikalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Melikalikimaka is Hawaii's way To say Merry Christmas to you Say I did too much Hell <laughs> oh, yeah Holiday segue, baby! Yes, you do. And that holiday soundtrack is very finite. Yes. You know oh yes. What do you got? You probably got. Well, you, you can't. You probably got ten tracks, 
15 maybe? Something like, yeah, 10 to, somewhere around a dozen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are not good tracks, Eric. No, they never are. Uh, There's one that you might hear if you go into your local Kroger, because uh, I think they play the same radio station in all their stores. The uh, in-store entertainment, or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, snow, snow, snow. It's just some woman yelling about snow. I've never heard this as a Christmas song before, and it's just god-awful. <laughs> Do you think I it's... about five to six times a shift. And it's just... Do you know any more lyrics? Like, can I look this up? That's the only lyrics I can really hear. It's a really soft-spoken song. And she but just I says, snow, snow, snow. All I want for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey version? Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, if it's got some... It sounds like... It sounds like Mariah, so yeah, I'll, I'll assume it is. No, I, that's... I definitely think that's it. Uh, let's try this one. Let me see if this is it, Jeff. Listen up. And I don't... This could be complete bullshit, but this could be it. Welcome to our Christmas party. What the fuck? <laughs> this might be like Saturday Night Live or something. I don't know what this is. An hour of Christmas... Smooth, Andy. That's what I heard. This is trash. Never mind. Damn, I wish we knew more. I want to listen to this song. Snow, snow, snow. Like, you'll just hear in the back, you're like, what the fuck is that woman singing about? <laughs> it sounds like a South Park song. <laughs> snow. White Christmas snow. Snow. We want snow from New York to California. Here we go. No, there's not that many lyrics. Oh, well, the part... Okay, there's one part that goes, Snow, we want snow, we want snow, snow, snow. That could be it. Alright. Second scooter. Okay. Buffering, buffering. Oh, 15 second Hershey's Kisses commercial. Well, who doesn't love this commercial? This has been around since the 90s for a reason. It's it, it really is isn't a bad commercial. I agree. No, I'll take that any day. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah. All I can hear over the intercom is the uh, woman singing at the time. Yeah. It makes the time crawl. Snow, I long to clear a path and lift a spade of snow. Snow, <laughs> to see the grapes of man and tell him it's snowing. Snow, 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 and trust me, I, I'm a I'm a holiday song guy, and that one does not cut the mustard for Jeffrey. Well, the the girl in this video, I don't know what I don't know what I'm watching, Jeff. I don't know if this is a music video, but good God, they got a they got a smoking hot woman in this video. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not lying to you. It's some kind of. It looks almost like a television show. I don't know. Is it old timey? Oh, it's old timey. 
I mean, they didn't do music videos back then, so I'm assuming it's just a live performance on the. Uh, but it's uh, like it looks like they're sitting in a in a RV. Like it literally does. It's got like a real low ceiling, and you know those little weird tables and benches that are in RVs. Yeah, that's what it looks like they're sitting at. I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. What the hell are we talking about here? I don't know. Holiday Segway, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are Listen And children listen To hear Sleigh bells in the snow The snow Then I, I, I am dreaming Oh, why Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days, may your days, may your days Be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white So, what did you listen to? Oh, before we go on, um, cor- correction from past podcast. Uh, the turkey that was fried for Thanksgiving, <laughs> the rub that was used, uh, was previously previously stated to be crafted by my sister, and that uh, is incorrect. The, the rub used was made by our number one fan, Hillis, so let's give him a round of applause. There he is. Thank you for that rub, Hillis. He was all up in the DMs. Oh, I'm sure. That's an important correction. He was pissed. He didn't want that, he didn't want that credit going to Stephanie. Oh, yeah. If you make a good rub, you, you take pride in it. Yeah. Always take pride in your rubs. So, uh... Let's talk a little wrestling, Jeff. I don't think Let's that, do it. I don't know that, I don't know that there's a ton because uh, my viewership was terrible this week. Um let's see. What 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 has happened? Oh, well, TLC happened. TLC did that. That's about it. So we could uh we don't have to go through that match by match, but what's your highlights from TLC? Oh God, man! This was a segmented. This is a segmented watch, and I wasn't feeling it. It was. It was, the whole pay per view was a meh for me. Yeah. It was a total was meh. A, a pay per view with no main event, really. Yeah. Um. The New Day ladder matches. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Probably my favorite of the night. 
to be honest with you. And that started the whole damn shebang. Yeah, it, it was a... Uh, it seems like... I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and my attention span's terrible or what's going on, but a lot of these pay-per-views to me are top-loaded. You mean, like, from the start or from, like, yeah, top like, of the card? No, like, from the start. Like, I get the first couple matches, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a really good pay-per-view. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how Vince tricks you to stay in. Like, well, I guess I gotta stick around for, uh, the main event, but yeah, they get you with uh, uh, some fireworks at the beginning, and then uh, a lot of Sammys right after that. There was. What was the second match? <laughs> the second match was Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black, possibly the biggest sandwich on the card. Yeah, but that was a pretty good match, though. I mean, yeah, they they do good work, the young wrestlers, but nothing memorable, you know. Just a lot of hard kicks yeah. and elbows. Yeah, I mean, it's like, there's just not a lot of story there. No, not at all. It's it, and Until they get off of Black just wanting to pick a fight with people, he's not going to he's not gonna be able to do any character development or like have any storyline with anyone because it just boils down to, okay, Buddy Murphy wanted to pick a fight with Aleister Black. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really lazy, it seems like. I don't know. I mean, it worked as a slogan, but let's move past the slogan, Mr. Black. Did you watch uh, the pre-show at all? No. Okay. It was uh, Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade. Um, uh, did we predict that, son bitch? I don't. I'm not sure that we did. We did not. It must have been a surprise. Uh, after Alistair Buddy, you had the Viking Raiders, OC, same thing there. Oh, but this match had a caveat, Eric. Yeah, I texted you about this caveat, and I'm sure anyone who watched it knows what I'm talking about immediately. You're talking about the... the, was in the house. Yes, you're talking about the KFC Invitational. Yeah, it really was a KFC Invitational, dude. <laughs> Yeah, those were definitely plants, right? Those were enhancement. Those were wrestlers. I don't think they were wrestlers because of their family, but they were definitely like. So, to set this up. Uh, basically, we we get the intros, and then the cameraman just does a one eighty towards the audience, like where you never usually see because the cameraman's not facing that way. And right there at ringside, inside the barricade, is a propped up table with a KFC banner. And a family just happily chicken insides and all this stuff. And Lawler and all of them are going off like, this match is sponsored to you by KFC. And Lawler's just licking his chops the entire match. He's not watching the match. He's watching the buckets of chicken. Yeah, I, the only good thing that came out of this was uh, the king making fun of Eric of the Viking Raiders. Like, just making <laughs> fat jokes towards him. Yeah. He's like, somebody wave around a piece of chicken. Distract him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made that joke like three times during the match, and I laughed like every single time. Oh yeah, I'm I'm down for Lawler's bullshit at this point because everybody else is boring. Oh totally. Uh, so this match ended at a double countout, and the crowd got really pissed off. And then the match turned towards the table. I forgot who, but someone tried to clear off the table, and these well, we assumed at this point were just normal fans who got a seat upgrade. 
like the Blue Cross Blue Shield seat upgrade at the Bulls game. Side little uh, side note there. Yeah. But uh, no, all of a sudden when when their food was about to get swiped, they swiped it up and protected like as their firstborn fucking child. Yeah. So you know they were told ahead of time, like, hey man, these people are gonna come over. I want you to just make sure they don't touch any of the food. Make sure you swipe up that food like you love the food that much. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why the chicken wasn't, like, there's so many funny things you could do with that. Like, if you blast somebody in the head with a bucket of chicken and, you know, a chicken breast and a thigh and a leg goes flying, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I bet KFC didn't want that kind of weird advertisement. But they got they got some uh, indirect advertisement because as soon as the uh, action went towards the KFC thing, the Minnesota crowd started chanting, KFC, KFC. KFC. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I think the I think if I'm in the match and I'm I have you know, I have creative freedom. I I think I pick up a if I'm on the ropes, uh, because this was a tag match. If I'm the guy on the ropes, then I come out, then I pick up a chicken leg and throw it at the other guy across the ring during the match. Or you could just take a bite of chicken and be like Popeye with spinach. Oh yeah, just yeah, that would be good. I don't know. They, I think they missed a lot of good. Op- but then, then you're kind of making a joke out of the match, I guess. Yeah. Well, they already did. They they called off the match for double count out. What the fuck is that? True, and you have a fucking KFC table ringside. Yeah. So the match was a match. It was so it wasn't a sandwich match. It was a chicken match. Yeah, it was a chicken match. It was your non-standard chicken match. After that, we had our first TLC of the TLC pay-per-view. Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. Yep. Which this now, this one I was falling asleep to because I put it on late night after work one of the nights. Like I say, I watched this segment. It like, cut up. And uh, so I don't really have a good collection on this match. It didn't, didn't do too much for me. What do you got? Well, I just think it sucked like that. The that Rome like Roman Reigns is just getting murked by uh, King Corbin and all his little you know Dolph and Dash and Revival, and uh, they're just working over Roman Reigns, and you're just waiting for that. Uh, you know, it's like who could, who's gonna come help Roman? It's like well, the Usos. We haven't seen them in forever. There's actually a chance for Usos during this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the crowd was feel we were feeling the same vibes. Oh yeah, and uh, never happened. So that's kind of disappointing me. I don't know. As an old school wrestling fan, it's like the babyface is just getting killed. So I guess they're continuing the storyline. I don't remember what they did with it on Monday. In the uh, in the Fallout show on Raw, did they do anything with Roman and Corbin? No, that's uh, they're SmackDown folk. Oh yeah, they're SmackDown. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, oh, uh, sh- not sure what they did there. Or they haven't done anything yet, I guess. Oh, uh, we, we gotta mention a side note, Eric. Because we, we, we basically uh, nullified SmackDown last week. And we had a friend of the show make a, a, an appearance. I know you put this on the Instagram page. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, a big shout out... Uh, to the six star booty JT energy uh, came on the show once to have a chat with us. And he was one of the uh, 
guys that got the big boot from Roman Reigns when he stormed the ring. When uh, Ziggler and Corbin and all the idiots were out there raising hell. Uh, and it was he took that fucking big boot like a champ, man. And, uh, he, he got some face time, too. Like, I went back and watched the SmackDown. I didn't take notes on it, but I, mean, I kept my eyes peeled for the segment. And, like, he was right in front of the camera when he got that boot. Like, the other peons were just cast aside. But uh, the six-star booty, I mean, he, he, got, he got his face in the grill. That's good. Yeah, and I think it was, it's, it's, I mean, it had to be intentional, it's just, it's just smart, smart work right there, because, like, he takes the hit and then does the full 360 to put his face right into the camera. Yeah. And either he knew, he, either that was his plan, or just super lucky, either way, but yeah, pretty fucking cool. And also, he was, he posted again, and he was one of, uh, I don't know, not sure what show, it, Oh, it must have been the same episode, but he was one of the guys that carried him in, carried Corbin into the ring as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's how that set up uh, him being kicked was uh, is that same segment, literally. Yeah, he was one of the main. In there at ringside, and then when Roman comes out, they act as security. Yeah. So we'll see if that how that continues. Uh, do you know where that show was? I was wondering that too. Like I said, I didn't take notes. I know Raw was in Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, and okay. TLC was in Minneapolis, so I'm assuming somewhere in that northern Midwest area. Okay. Either, uh, further west in Iowa or that makes Kansas. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because he was an Iowa guy, remember? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, shout out to JT Energy. That was super cool seeing him on there. Hell yeah, shout out for sure. Um, back to the uh, TLC match. You're right. Uh, this is just getting to the point where, like, okay, clearly someone has to come out. Like, Cole was getting pissed off. He's like, it's a 12 on 1, essentially. God damn it. <laughs> I wish he would have said that because that's what I was hearing. Yeah, that's what JR would have said. Yeah. God damn it. Son of a bitch. God damn it. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was it was pretty frustrating. I don't know, I don't know. I, I, like I said, we'll see what they do on Friday. But apparently, this is still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Bray Wyatt, we got to see the uh, sweatered Bray Wyatt. Yes, I thought this segment we talked about it, but uh, I thought this could have been really cool, and for some reason, it wasn't. Uh, no, the, the crowd was getting really weird. They had a lot of sandwiches, and then Roman. Stunk up the joint, but with that twelve on one, so, <laughs> I didn't have much to cheer about, really. Yeah, Bray. Uh, so Bray comes out in the sweater, and I thought that his in-ring character as Bray was actually pretty cool, and I think it's a good foundation. Like, if done the right way, this could be cool. He was basically like, uh, he was masochistic Bray Wyatt, I guess. He was like. He was taking pleasure in the beating, and then he like let he basically let the Miz like work him over. Like he never really provided any offense. Yeah, uh, the the announcers were selling like he's smiling, he's smiling right now, he's enjoying this. Yeah, and yeah, you're completely correct. Like he was just letting Miz do what he wanted for like the first half of the match, and then all of a sudden. 
as Cole said, this loud just erased. Yeah. Business now. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to sell like like a multiple. Well, I don't even know if it's multiple person. I don't know. Uh, trying to sell his unstableness, I guess. But there was a part where he, uh, the big part of the match was where he was letting Miz, like, gonna do this, you know, this arm wrench thing that looked like he broke his arm, and then it looked like he was kind of holding it like it was dislocated, and then he was, Bray was throwing himself into the barricade to to place the elbow, or the shoulder back into place. Yeah. I thought that, that was pretty cool. Badass. I like that. Yeah, like, I think this... This idea, I don't think, is a bad idea, but for some reason, the crowd was extremely flat. Uh, like I said, this was just a weird crowd. I mean, we, I, we talked about this throughout the night, really. Like, they didn't pop much for the last two matches, which, I mean, we don't have a main event, so the, you can blame both sides. The crowd was weird. They got really hyped for the Viking Raiders because the Vikings... But guess what, idiots? They were called the War Raiders in NXT. It's just a PC name. Don't get, don't get sold, you suckers. Yeah, are these and the Vikings these... gonna lose in the first round of the playoffs anyway? You dorks. So yeah, these guys aren't from like Minnesota or anything. No, not to my knowledge. Uh... Just mid-match, people were people started the skull clap chant, you know, that the Vikings do before their games. Yeah. yeah, I'm not buying it. Anyway, what I was getting at was this was a weird crowd. That was like the most hype they got the whole night was so they could do their little skull clap. <laughs> yeah, which shows that that's a terrible crowd. It looks like they're from, uh, what was that noise? Did you hear that noise? Yeah, uh, friend of the show, Wolf, just tried to FaceTime me. Oh, nice. You should have answered it. Well, I would have hung up on you because it's a FaceTime versus a phone call, so I got to text him. Oh, okay. You want me to bring him on? It looks like these guys are from Texas. My bad, I'm dyslexic. In the photo, Mango Lexus. The Texas boys? I don't know. One of them is. It looks like... Oh, Ivar's from uh, Massachusetts, and Eric's from Texas. Well, that's not Minnesota. No. Uh, yeah, I watched, uh, the next one, Lashley, and I thought it was stupid. I'm over that, that, that shtick myself. Well, apparently they're gonna run through the holidays, Eric. Yep, they really are, because the go-home, or the Fallout show Raw definitely had them on it. And like you said last week with your predictions, you said you're, uh, predicting Rusev to win... Thinking that if Rusev won, we could fucking put a nail in this thing and call it. But Bobby won, and it's still going on strong. Yep. And Lana's still not selling well. Yep, she's still throwing in her accent when she wants to, and just being overly, overall terrible. Where is uh, the it? last match? Yeah. Was the Sisters of Destruction versus the Kabuki Warriors, Eric? Yep. I didn't get to even watch this whole thing, but I heard a lot of poo-poo about it being too long and the crowd not into it. And... So, it was just, uh, like, it was only three minutes longer than the Roman Barrett match. 
And in a TLC, I'm fine with that. Uh, my issues with it was, um, I mean, obviously it's heavily orchestrated. It's a TLC match. But uh, some of the antics were a little too far-fetched. Like, the tie- like Becky got tied to the ladder like an old Western film with someone being tied to the railroad tracks. That, yes. that worried me for a while. She's okay, what, wor- Worried you're going to get a boner. <laughs> um, but no, there's like a point, like maybe 15 minutes in, where like everyone was just dogging it. Like they were all super tired. The chair shots got really, really soft. Uh, I, I think there's still communication errors. Like Becky and Charlotte didn't seem that comfortable with Asuka and especially with Kyrie. Well, because you could tell they were trying to talk during the match, and I don't think it was working too well. Because of the language barrier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte's notorious for talking way too loud. And Becky will, too. I yeah. think I heard Becky at one point during this match, like, yeah. try to talk to Kyrie. Yeah. I could see how that'd be hard. I mean, there, there were good stunts. I would have utilized ladders more and probably taken it up to the display of ladders because that's why you have that display on the stage is so you can eventually fuck it up that's what I thought yeah you know and it never got fucked up throughout the night yeah that's disappointing and even more disappointing is uh, Sisters of Destruction were not fucking destructive enough Eric nope nope but this is all a ruse yeah I don't know. Like, I think it would. It kind. Of, I guess it would have been kind of cool if they were tag team champs. But then again, they don't really need it. No, it's like the Kane and the Undertaker. That's why they're the Sisters of Destruction. They can be perfectly fine on their own. But for the holidays, you'd like if the family got together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But that was. I mean, that was your main quote unquote main event. So, crowd wasn't feeling it, and the heels won, and. No titles changed hands, and there's no consequences from this pay-per-view, really, at all. Yeah, it was a bunch of bleh. I heard a lot of criticism about the amount of heels winning. Uh, besides the New Day in black, heels won the rest of them. Yeah. That's a good amount. Of, that's, not, that's a pretty lopsided ratio. I would say so, yeah. Well, that's TLC. Well, let's hope pay-per-views are better in 2020, huh? Yes, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. It's always one of my faves. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that. Just just prepare yourself that there's two Royal Rumbles. We know this going in now. Yeah. So we can prepare ourselves and not be like, oh, fuck these Rumbles. Fuck that stupid buzzer. Fuck yeah. your little clock. That's never accurate. No. They just throw that on whenever it's time to switch it up. So, let's talk about, uh, what'd you say? I said Vince is always just in the back. Hit five seconds to go, right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the old, uh, Monday Night Raw. Did you get to watch? Holiday segue, baby! (laughs) 
Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices? With GoodRx, you can find free coupons at over 70,000 pharmacies and save up to 80%. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. I was ex- I liked the uh, I liked I, I was glad to see Matt Hardy. The last couple times that you said they've uh, showcased him, we didn't get to see it on the Hulu cut. Oh uh, yeah, there's also a very small like not not a lot of times type of spots too. This I, I mean I was fast forwarding this entire match, but he seemed like he had a solid five to ten minutes out there with uh, who was it Ricochet? Yeah, I think so. Ricochet. I believe so. And Ricochet ended up getting the better of him, of course. You're a veteran, you're going to have a job to the younger guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Carrillo ended up winning this match, I think? No, uh, Andrade, Cien Almas. Oh, is that what's up? Oh, let's see. Like, I was fast-forwarding, I thought Carrillo had won, but the bell never rang, and then Andrade came out and just, uh, put, like, uncovered the, uh, outside of the ring, the little mats out there, and put Carrillo's head in the dirt and exited through the audience. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm reading it right now. It says, following his, it's okay, it says, uh, another tremendous... Showing from Ricochet, his run came to an end after Carrillo hit a big moonsault for the pin. Andrade entered the match by running in from the crowd, with Vega having been a distraction all along. Following his initial assault, Andrade hit the hammerlock DDT on the exposed concrete at ringside. Mysterio ran out to keep Andrade from doing any further damage. 
No winner was announced for the bout, but WWE's Instagram announced Andre had won. Andrade won? Yeah, that's weird. What did I say, Andre? Yeah. Andre the Giant came back from the grave and won. Now that would have kept you kept your eyes glued on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, that brings back the eyes. <laughs> that's a weird fucking way to end that. Uh, well, this had like fluidity into another promo, basically, because uh, Ray came, or the AOP and Rollins came out and attacked Ray after this with uh, the bat that Ray had given KO to beat up AOP and Rollins with last week. No, oh. like, hey, we're not here to do anything wrong. We just want to return this. The steel uh, pipe. I, I gave that a start, man. That that was great heel promo by Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The steel pipe, as they've been calling it. Yes, what I call it. A bat? I mean, it's definitely more like a bat than it is a steel pipe to me. It's all its all one and the same. Yeah, whatever. It's a weapon that you swing. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. Um, like like I said, we had uh, more, more Lashley and Lana. Uh, Lana asked... Bobby Lashley to ask her to marry him. Yeah, I saw it. That was stupid. Dumb as hell. What? And Lashley, of course, said yes. And we're probably going to get that for the next... Uh, are we going to get that all the way to the goddamn Rumble? What, now we're going to have a marriage and all that bullshit? Yeah, you, you, you can easily milk this through the holidays. That 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 takes up, like... A quarter of Raw. You could milk a wedding ceremony. They've done it before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually excited. I keep thinking, uh... I keep thinking Corbin's on, uh... Raw, for some reason. Yeah, I'm used to... I'm used to that as well. Still getting used to the rosters. But the fact that I'm... In anticipation for what Corbin's gonna do... Is pretty high praise. Is he the best heel that they have right now? Well, maybe not now. Before Rollins? Oh, man. Um, as in, like, carrying the weight? Because one of my favorites is still Sami Zayn, who's technically a heel, but he's not really doing shit. That's true, but he doesn't have, like... Like, Corbin's got heat. Oh, yeah, Corbin's got hella heat. Yeah. He's doing great work, for sure. Yeah, when he comes out, people give him the double. My favorite thing in wrestling, live wrestling heat, is when you give him two thumbs down. Boo! <laughs> and you go alternating thumbs down. and Boo! <laughs> that's the ultimate. That's how you do it in wrestling. Yeah. You don't hiss, you boo. Yeah. I'd, I, if I saw Corbin today live, I'd boo the shit out of him. I mean that's. I might, applaud, I might applaud him for his good work. I, I tend to applaud heels. Well, I tend to. This is how I think wrestling should be, should be applauded. Myself, I think if if they're doing great work, you give them what they are wanting. Okay. So in that case, Corbin deserves massive boos. Yeah. As much boo as you can. And same thing with a baby face. If they're doing great work, then they get massive applause. Now, if you have a heel that's supposed to be heel, but they suck. Um. Or no. Hold on. I was with you. 
I know, but what if they what if they just are shitty and they're supposed to be heel? You still boo? No, uh, you either give silence or you you, you mock. Oh, that's what you do. You wait until, <laughs> you wait until the uh, they start talking and the audience is silence, and you hit them with a the dagger. <laughs> that's ruthless. Sometimes you hear them on uh, on camera, like the close ones actually get caught up, like. Yeah, I heard I heard a good one that was directed at uh, uh, the Viking Raiders because they're not they're not so hot on the mic. No, they're terrible. They keep trying to give promos and like you can't do that with your gimmick. I'm sorry, it's 2019, about to be 2020. Yeah, the one I heard like WWE had clearly done something to like I don't know what they did, but it, it or, or, that or the guy like somehow faded out. But all you heard was. Hey, you guys fucking blah blah like it just after fucking it just went way down. I've heard of, <laughs> I, I think on the on TLC they're cutting a promo and uh WWE straight just uh pulled a NBA or NFL and just went complete silent on the pay per view for two seconds. So I'm like, okay, a fan definitely just yelled something there. Oh yeah. Yeah, they'll go complete silence. That's really annoying. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about that. Like, is Corbin the best heel they have? I mean, like I said, maybe, you know, Rollins is definitely capable of being the best. He's only a couple weeks in. At, at the current time, I'd say I'd say Corbin reigns supreme for sure. Yeah. Ziggler has yeah. gotten in that role. Like, he, know, he, he knows that role very well. Like, Ziggler, don't underestimate Ziggler. That's why Corbin is... Corbin's heat so high because he aligned himself with someone that like people have just hated for years. Like fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, you're you right. New Ziggler's a good ass henchman, a heel henchman. Oh, he's perfect. He can be subservient. He's like, yes, we all should bow down to the king. Like, the fuck are you talking about, Ziggler? That's not your style. Yeah, yeah, Ziggler's a fucking pro. He's gonna be one of those guys that you look back and you're like, what? What the hell happened? Like, why was he? Has he had a has he had a championship run? Oh, I'm sure. He's been, he's been in the game since 2006. You tell me he hasn't held the title. I don't know. I'm sure he has once. I'm surprised we don't know that. That's really that's kind of pathetic. Oh, I know they mentioned it because he's had like title matches in our time for sure, but oh, yeah. we can't recall him winning it. No, he hasn't won it since we got back in the game. But you would think he'd had it. He's 39. Jesus. Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep, other... twice. What? Sorry? Twice, just so we know, to clarify. Ziggler's two-time champ. Does it say when? Uh, no. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up, but no. Okay. Well, that's more than Kane. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Still salty about that 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Kane won his first title, the uh, the Hell in the Cell night. Uh, the... Yeah, yeah, it was the Hell in the Cell night. Yeah, which that, so, so that's already a little, uh, you know, that's a tough act to follow there. I don't know if you followed it or did it before, but either way, that, that's going to get overshadowed. It got overshadowed and he lost it the next night on, uh... Raw Stone Cold in a rematch because he was a Kane was a heel in that match 
it was a first blood match, and how, how do you make Kane bleed through a mask? I yeah. don't know, so. That's the kind of thing that JR, I guarantee you there's there's audio of JR so mad about that. Yeah. He will. He would hate that idea. How do you How do you make Kane bleed through a fucking mask? <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> there's a There's a shirt on the internet now that just says cake, and it's a. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure Jr. You know Jr. is quite the businessman. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's selling that with his barbecue sauce. Come on, try our jalapeno honey mustard. Oh, so the cake shirt's the JR shirt? Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I think I've seen these around. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's got a funny story. I can't remember which. I think it's maybe Patterson. I don't know. One of the guys he used to run with, like one of the, like you know, one of the top, like when it was Vince, him, and somebody else. Cornette, probably. I don't know. He had a couple of them, but one of the main henchmen to Vince, when uh, JR was real high in the company. That was his code word for he wanted to go smoke some weed with some cake. <laughs> so, so, so now, that, that makes sense why I've seen him. I, I am in Denver. Yeah, so I wanna, I wanna get that shirt for sure. I'll, I'll buy that. And I'll buy a jalapeno honey mustard. Right, I'm sure it's just take on a whole nother marijuana subculture since then. And Jr. just got back in the game. He's like, I'm gonna sell these cake shirts. Yeah. <laughs> JR, if there's money, JR's right there. Yep. That motherfucker, he's hilarious. He he it, anywhere there's a dime, it's his. Uh one other thing from Raw, Eric. Uh we we saw what uh the TLC Kabuki Warriors Sister Destruction match was leading to, and that's a Becky Aska rivalry. Yes. Uh, because Becky gave an interview. Basically, I, I, personally, I marked out and loved the angle that she took. She's saying, I see I see what's been going on the last couple of months. I've been taking out of the singles division, putting the tag division, and it's just WWE sees me as their golden goose now, and they're trying to protect me. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't need protection. And she, she basically openly said, she's like, Oscar, I, I need you to help me because you're the only... You've always had my number, I'll admit it. You're the only uh, person I haven't beat. So, uh, I'm coming for you. That sounded like, when you said it, it sounded like Chris Jericho talking. Ha! <laughs> Let's <laughs> me all? Yeah. That's my goal. They think I'm the Golden Goose. <laughs> sounds like... <laughs> well, the Golden Goose is such a Jericho term, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. I can, I can already hear him saying, the Golden Geese. Yeah. Is, uh, so did you watch AEW this week? No. I Actually, I found out, I think one of my bosses at the Soups is a, a hardcore mark. Uh, Monday was supposed to be sweater day, and he was wearing a Ric Flair Christmas sweater. I, I, I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like, okay, this guy gets it. But uh, then, then Wednesday, like, uh, I was talking to him, I'm like, how you doing? He's like... I'm about to get out of here. I got NXT and AEW waiting in the crib. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, that is so, yeah. If you're watching those shows, you you're definitely a wrestling fan. Yeah, so he got it recorded, but 
I immediately remember, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to record both of those shows. So, drop the ball on that one this week. Yeah. Well, uh, NXT's on Hulu, brother. You don't have to record it. Oh, it's uh, okay. I completely forgot. I got in the phase of recording my shows, and I don't, I just don't do Hulu. Yeah. No, it's on Hulu. Uh, it was good this week. They had uh, Adam Cole, Bebe. Nice. Versus uh, Finn Balor to start the ma- start the evening. Ooh. Title match. Title match? Wow. Yeah. Start, talking about starting with some fireworks. It was a real good match. And then they had... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Killian Dane versus uh, uh, Damian Priest. I'm not huge on either of those guys. Damian Priest, I, I, I like his vibe somewhat, but Killian Dane, he's just a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, Killian Dane, uh, he needs something. I don't know what it is, but he's just, right now, he's just classic fat bearded guy. I need to give him the Billy Madison <laughs> advice, and that is cherish it. Stay as long as you can, because when you get up to WWE, they're just going to give you the general fat guy Wyatt Clan treatment. Look at Luke Harper. He's, he's gone. Yeah, he gone. Look at fucking Eric Rowan. Oh, God, we got reminded on this Raw. I didn't even write it down in my notes, but we got reminded that he's got a stupid little caged animal he's still not letting us see. And I, I'm, I'm, my curiosity is completely done. Yeah, they've stre- why would you stretch it out this long? Yeah, this is way, way too long. Like, it's a week, two weeks max. Yeah, now we don't even care. No, I can give a shit less. It could be a fucking dragon from Harry Potter. I don't give a damn. But that enhancement talent, the enhancement talent that faced him, uh, um, friend of the show, uh, Alex Lucha Liebherr, I don't know if he made shirts for him or whatever, but he gave him a shout out on Instagram, so he knows that dude too. Oh, I, I fast forwarded through it. Did you catch the name of the, the jobber? Uh, um, Dante, Dante Leon, I think. Dante Leon? Yeah. Is he an uh, Illinois boy, or is that is that as far as you know of him? No, I don't know about this dude, but I, I, I know that uh, Alex shouted him out, so I figured he knew him or made t-shirts for him. That's what I just assumed. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, so that was cool. But yeah, they stretched out too long, and now nobody cares. Nope, no one cares. Once again, Eric Rowan, nobody cares. On the uh, jobber aspect, a quick side note. It looked like they were going to have Asuka versus Jobber uh, right before that Becky interview on Raw. But it ended up being Asuka versus NXT talent. I think they need to do more of that instead of Jobbers. I mean, I know behind the scenes, uh, putting Jobbers on TV is great for the Jobbers. But uh, to just to keep me more entertained as a fan, might as well like bring the NXT talent over. People that I'm not very familiar with, because I've never heard of this gal. Her name's... Uh, Diana Perrazzo, Italian gal. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, neither was I, but uh, she did good. And they, they didn't straight job her. They let, they gave him like six, seven, eight minutes of work. Yeah. Yeah, I could go either way with that. I like them both. I like the straight, I like the pure enhancement talent jobber uh-huh. guys and gals because like, you know, you sometimes you recognize them. Like they're the one of the first indie shows we went to when we first started getting back into wrestling. There was a we just saw this chick, and then she was on Raw like two weeks later. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. So like stuff like that's cool. 
like you said. But it would also, I, I could go either way with that one. I just get, get yeah, totally. I, I just, I, I throw that out there. Uh, that's about it I got for Raw, because the ending was just A.J. Orton, and uh, my recording gave me a premature ending, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how that finished. Yeah, I think I must have passed out during that. Uh, I don't know how that finished either. Uh, the OC defeated the Viking Raiders, I remember. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, according to uh, the announcer, was only the second time that the Viking Raiders have lost since coming to WWE. Yeah. So they've been getting a hell of a push. And they really this have. Will, this will be a nice tag team rivalry, but you got you got to you got to somehow invest in one of those two teams as a fan and i don't know how you do it for either of those two teams yeah i don't know either because they're both good i mean luke gallows and carl anderson are sweet yeah they're great in ring and i mean not bad on the mic but they're a little little trashy on the mic too they are but that's okay they're old school (laughs) yeah they're, they're, they're indie and they're old school. They, they, don't, they don't care if they step on a few toes. Yeah, I think Carl Anderson uh, has something special as far as his personality. Like, he can be funny and... He's like, you can tell that he has a lot of personality through his, like, social media. Like, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he's pretty hilarious on there. He's just, like, constantly showing you pictures of his Asian wife. And he just, oh, yeah, the one he mentions on camera sometimes. Yeah, he's a, and he does the same thing on social media. Like he'll just, just have video of her at Target and just standing there like looking at something, just zoom in on her boobs. <laughs> like he's he, he's definitely old school. What uh, an old school thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. So that's probably keep we're probably keep rolling on OC versus Viking Raiders. Uh, I think that's about it. Well, oh shit, we, at TLC, um, didn't Daniel Bryan cut hair making appearance? Oh yeah, we, we totally... combed over that, no <laughs> we, pun intended. We really did, we mowed right over it. His haircut looks like someone mowed over it. Yeah, he looked, uh, a lot younger. It was pretty magical. It was, but he also looked like an old version of himself at the same time, like a... Because I'd only seen quick clips of his younger days when he had short hair. So I just was doing a comparison in my head. I'm like, oh man, why did your face keep changing shape? Take too many kicks? Well, it, was, it wasn't just that he lost all his hair, but like his he shaved his beard too. Like not full shave, but huge trim. Oh yeah. It was, uh, like, the moment itself was whatever. Like, you, I mean, everybody knows we're not huge. Actually, I mean... I like watching Daniel Bryan wrestle a lot. He's really good. But uh, as far as his character, we're, neither of us are huge fans. Not, not face Bryan, though. No. no. I, I like what Wolf calls Divorce Dad Bryan. Yeah, that's true. Divorce Dad Bryan way better. I mean, Daniel Bryan's got a shit ton of talent. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll but, give him that. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I don't know about face Daniel Bryan, but... The, the haircut and beard cut was pretty amazing to me. I was like, man, he looks 10 years younger. Um, and he just, he got the better of that and stood tall, right? Yep. But that wasn't against the Fiend. No, 
That was against Bray. But also... Then he did disappear with the Fiend lights. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's character is changing too. So that's kind of cool. I mean, we don't really know what we're looking at. He did did do a yes chant. Yeah, we're we're looking at a yes Daniel Bryan. Just probably maybe a more ruthless and he's probably doing a homage to uh, his own old self. So it's... It's probably going to be more young and reckless, but still the yes movement, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, also, that'll go to the Rumble for sure. That'll be the Rumble title match for sure, right? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also on NXT, if anybody wants to watch, it was a good one. The last, or I think it was the last match. I don't know. Shayna Baszler uh, versus Rhea Ripley for, oh, the, for the title. Is that title? Yeah, I don't know if they were giving us a holiday. I don't know. Is there a Christmas NXT? That's a good question. But uh, uh, Assuming it's Vince, yes, there will be a Christmas NXT. And hopefully there will be uh, a Christmas dinner scene where with some eggnog. Yeah. Maybe Spike Dudley dressed up as Santa Claus or Tajiri or whoever they want to do for that year. Our truth I don't know. Yeah. We watched. We went over to Wolf's and watched... Uh, Backlash 2004. Okay. And, that's, uh, that's, that's quality. I think that's what it was called. Actually, I got my binder. Let me pull that up. Damn, I can't remember. It was uh, it was 2004. Hold on. I have a way of checking. But anyway, there was a Santa Claus scene with Kurt Angle. A segment with oh, Kurt gosh. Angle where uh, Santa Claus... Just totally got worked by Kurt Angle. He just fucking beat the shit out of him. Oh, Jesus. It could have been... what December pay-per-views used to be called? It might have been like... Ins... Damn. Yeah, I'm almost there. It was 2004 for sure. Um, Armageddon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm here. The uh, main event was... uh, Fatal four way for the WWE Championship with JBL, Booker T, Undertaker, and Eddie Guerrero. Yep, that's what we wanted to watch. It was a good ass match. Oh, here, here's the match you were talking about. I have it written down. Second match of the night. Kurt Angle's hometown hero challenge. Every week for the last month, Angle brings out his real Olympic gold medals escorted by cops challenging a quote hometown hero. Uh, normally a jobber to a match with his uh, gold medals on the line. And so uh, Santa Claus must answer the challenge and just got his ass kicked because this match lasted 27 seconds. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Our prediction was, uh, because obviously I didn't remember this, but our prediction was that there was a wrestler under the suit. You know, but that didn't, surprisingly it didn't happen. Vince, you pulled a quick one on me. I thought for sure that Chris Kringle was going to turn out to be a wrestler. You know what I mean? And uh, oh, yeah. and fight back, but that's not what happened. This guy was this guy was Santa Claus. This was just regular old Chris King- Kringle and got his ass kicked. That reminds me of uh, Tim Allen's Santa Claus or one of those Santa Claus movies where they're fighting at the North Pole with a bunch of elves, and then all of a sudden one of the Santa elves. Ends up being this buff, at, like he reveals that he's buff as fuck and he's about to pound your ass. Oh, uh, damn. That had to be Tim Allen, right? Yeah. 
Oh, I I don't know. I'll ask Samantha. I'll know this for sure. <laughs> was it? Oh yeah, I think it was the Santa Claus, the one of the ones with the first one. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, I was big on the second one, but the first one was childish. <laughs> but the first one I loved. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't gr- I wasn't real big on the second one, but the first one was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, check out NXT if you want. It was a good one. Well, I have a, while I, my binder's open, I have a quick side note, Eric, on that Armageddon. Okay. Uh, I didn't have it written down, but I believe this is uh, the Miz's first pay per view match ever. Yes. It's uh, the Tough Enough 2004 uh, Dixie Dog Fight. Where it's the last two tough enough finalists. Uh, what the hell does that say? Uh, uh, engage in a real booking match. Boxing. Real booking match. Boxing match. Yes, and it, it was. And we watched it. And it was Miz's first match. Three, three one minute rounds, and he lost that son of a bitch to Daniel Kurt Pewter. Yeah, the guy that ended up winning. Uh,. The whole thing, I believe, but I didn't do him too many favors because I don't know who the <laughs> fuck that is. No, seriously. The uh, the only, the two people from that class were Ryback. The two that made it were Ryback and uh, Miz. Like long term made it, you know. <laughs> Ryback. Yeah. You can watch TV on this guy's back. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that that's. That is uh, good you brought that up because that was hilarious. Because there's like showing footage of that tough enough season, and, and basically Vince is just like, he's just fucking with these guys. Like he's just making them look stupider and stupider every week. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. I, I watch these old tough enoughs because it's like, it's in the era when we were like, oh, wrestling, that's easy shit. You don't need to be in shape. You just fall. Yeah. Vince is like, no. That could have been the same tough enough where Triple H gave the promo, take a bump. Yeah, I don't think it was, but that is an amazing. If if nobody's ever, if anybody listening has never seen that trip, just search on YouTube, uh, Triple H tough enough, and I'm sure it's the first one. It's <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's the fucking promo hilarious. Promo class about taking a bump with passion. Yeah, he's like, he's like, watch this, boom. What's the difference? Future reference: One of your testicles hangs out your shorts. Yeah, one of your balls is showing. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. So, like, this match was just a boxing match, and it it basically looked like uh, celebrity boxing. Yeah, just sloppy as fuck. Just like if if you know me and you had a boxing match, just just what all boxing matches look like when you're not trained. It was yeah. it was terrible. I mean, it was just two guys just going full blast. Miz should have won for sure. It was a crowd uh, vote. Yeah, fans' decision. Fans' decision, and they picked that dickweed. Even though Miz was working the crowd way better, Miz had it all along. Man, it was easy to tell. Oh yeah, the fact that he had enough heat to not win that match shows you, like, okay, clearly this guy. Like, Vince do it right away. He's like, okay. He's a natural. Yeah, he's a natural, baby. Um, I think that's it, Jeff. I think it's I think it's time for that, uh, that update, if you're ready. Holiday segue, baby! You're a mean one. 
Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. And on that note, let's let's go ahead and take it over to Jeff for our 30-second Bulls update. Clippers, one of the title favorites. I told you, don't bother watching. Shh. Don't fucking listen to me. What the hell do I know? Why, why, why is that Bulls fans? Why? Because the Bulls have not got a goddamn win. Damn. At home. They didn't deserve it. This is their first win of the season against a plus 500 team. This is a back and forth uh, affair. Zach Levine led the way with 31. And we had ourselves a 109 to 106 victory over the Los Angeles Clippers. Given they're playing without Kawhi Leonard and two of their uh, sixth man of the year, and uh, local Chicago native Patrick Beverly and uh, Lou Williams. So you said they were playing without Kawhi? Yeah. They still have Paul George, though. Okay. Paul George in the gang. Does, uh. Does Riddick still play for him? J.J. Riddick? Or no, he was on the Sixers. Yeah, J.J. Riddick was on the Sixers last year. I think he might have migrated like the Suns or somewhere sneaky. Huh. Okay. Somewhere in like the southwestern area, I think. Alright, continue. Continue. The Bulls continued by starting their long road trip. A road trip that does have some sub-500 teams, some winnable games, if you will. The first one was against a struggling OKC team. And Bulls fans, we got up big. How big? Oh, well, we were leading by 26 in the third quarter. But a fucking familiar tune started playing, and then all of a sudden in the fourth, Chris Paul couldn't miss a three to save his life. He was just hitting dagger after dagger, leading the comeback. And the Bulls lost this 106-109. And don't get too down, because I know all you Bulls fans are like, Oh, we're back in the toilet, fire boiling. Then we went into Washington. And, uh... 
guess what? It was looking pretty shitty through three quarters. Looking pretty shitty. The Bulls were even trailing 75 to 92. 18 points with eight minutes left. This time, Bulls fans were on the other side of the shit. Because we let the comeback. Took the sum of bitch to overtime. Zach Levine had some very good decisions down the stretch. Made five clutch free throws. And we won this son bitch 110 or 110 to 109 in overtime. Hell and yeah. Fans, we finished two and one this week. For the holidays. Audience likes it. Hell yeah. That puts the Bulls overall record at 11 and 19. Very much in that playoff hunt. We got the Detroit Pistons Saturday night. Derek Rose and them boys. Check that shit out. So wait, they're they're literally in the playoff hunt. What do you mean by playoff hunt? Like the the team in eighth place in the playoffs is like has twelve wins and we have eleven wins. I consider okay. that being a playoff hunt. No, I would too. I agree. Who, who's in eighth place? Uh, let's check the current NBA standings. It might have changed since I last looked at it. Uh, it's just kind of a clusterfuck. But we have an eighth place in the East is Orlando sitting at 12 and 16. Ninth is Charlotte, 13 and 18. Tenth is Detroit, 11 and 18, and eleventh is Chicago, 11 and 19. Yeah, they're they're in the mix, as they say. Oh yeah, and it, uh, shit, it's still 2019, Eric. We got four months of basketball for us to get right on track. Hell uh, yeah. Who still thinks we can make the playoffs? So if the truth says it, Eric, the truth is here. Hell yeah. Paul Pierce does? He said he had a, well, they, they had a negative segment after the OKC loss on the Bulls. And he's like, man, before the season I had the Bulls uh, making the playoffs. And I still think that they can easily make the playoffs. They just got to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, let's give it up for the truth, Paul Pierce. Let's hear Hell it. Yeah. Side note, uh, on the NBA The Jump today, last uh, episode of the year, they were doing like best plays of the decade. Number two on the best play of the decade was the infamous Derrick Rose dunk over Goran Dragic in 2010. Goran Dragic, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know who this is? This kid's from Chicago. If you got the hammer, you gotta use it. Yeah. Fuck. That, I remember that. Yeah, that, that made number two. Number two on plays of the decade on NBA The Jump, so... Shout out to Miss Nichols for finally uh, recognizing Bulls. Hell yeah. Well, shout out to that, and shout out to you, Jeff, for that 30-second Bulls update. Thank you. Let's see if the crowd's awake. There they are. It's uh. good to hear that. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Your Chicago Bulls update and your uh, week, your weekly rundown of wrestling. Um, actually, SmackDown just just finished. Actually, Jeff live, but we didn't get to see that. We were too busy talking talking about wrestling. Oh, that's okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll have plenty of Corbin and uh, Roman news next week. Yes. Yes. Anything else this week, Jeff? 
no, happy Festivus. Absolutely happy. We had our last podcast before Festivus and Christmas, so happy Festivus. Happy holidays. Happy holidays and night night. Night night. But now I don't we understand. Start calling it. Now I don't, now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I said, okay. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.